if you're listening, which you are, or else you wouldn't be listening. That's a that's a deep deep. We could just be talking to ourselves right now. It's okay. So it's okay. It's still a good conversation. Existential yet. (laughs) (laughs) I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. You know there's only five more days until Christmas. Well, we have ourselves a fun episode coming your way. Since Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker opened today, well, okay, last night, we're going to get all prepped to go see it. We'll share our rankings of the Star Wars movies, talk a little bit more about The Mandalorian, nerd out on how powerful imagination can be, and share something quite profound that can, nay, will change your life or else. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Let's rock it. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yes. All right. We're rocking it tonight, kids. I am uh, Father Christmas here. Santa. No, no, no. I'm the real Brian. I'm Captain Influence. And boy, your studio, man, it's so echoey. I can't. I'm so glad. I am so thankful, Brian, that you have these mics with these professional setups and everything. Because isn't this nice? Otherwise, everyone would be distracted like crazy listening to us echo in this huge yeah. studio, cavernous man. It's Did ridiculous. You, you like my life-size How do you replica? This place. You remember the job of the hut replica behind you? Well, you you have to walk like I don't know. Yeah, a it's way feet behind me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you like the decorations? I could hide in that thing's nostril. Well, maybe not the nostril. Well, but. yeah. Dude, this is like the giant tree in Chicago and also New York. I mean, see that tree right there? Man, it's incredible. Wait. What, what is that? Like 100 oh, foot? 100 that, feet? That one way over there. That's oh. a 100 foot tree, yeah. Beautiful, man. Dang, dude, dude. I'm impressed. Isn't this great? Like, you're in the studio. We're here yes. together. Once again, just like last year, kids, I uh, I made the trip to Colorado and uh, I'm here in studio. It's an annual tradition. It is lately, yeah. I really like this. Last two years, yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. One of the things that I like to do is put up a lot of Christmas lights. Is your house on fire, Claw? No, Bethany. Those are Christmas lights. Don't throw me down, Claw. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. Is this the airport, Claw? We're here. Yes, (laughs) man. Christmas lights. How do you afford all these Christmas lights? I mean, just to go once around this place. Had to be like a thousand bucks. Two hundred and fifty thousand imported Italian twinkle lights right wow. here, but they're not twinkling. They're beautiful though. Yeah, I'm just impressed. Okay, we have a lot of help. I didn't know you had elves working here. Yeah, we do actually. <laughs> it's a it's a great great place here. Does Santa know that you left the workshop? Five more days until Christmas, as of the day that this show airs, or this episode anyway. So I hope you have been able to enjoy the season, take some downtime amidst the fun festivities, everything going on. Star Wars, it opens today technically, but it also technically opened last night. I don't know why they do that. Like opens Friday, but not really. So not really. Eh. Okay. So it opened last night. Anyway, we're going to chat about some excitement preparation for it. Wanted to rank our Star Wars movies just a little bit. There's a lot of hype around it. There's a lot of people that are over the moon excited for it. So let's hope it doesn't disappoint. Let's hope it wraps up the 
what would be that? The, the Nintology? No, <laughs> nobody is hoping that more than me, Brian, as everyone I know, knows. I know. So yeah, we'll, I'm, we'll I am, I'm really, really wanting to like this movie. It better be good or else. Man. Or else what? I don't <laughs> Uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. All right. uh, No episode next week. We will be taking the week of Christmas off. So Merry Christmas. Enjoy. Happy Hanukkah to those of you who celebrate Hanukkah. Or Kwanzaa. When is Kwanzaa? I have no idea. It's sometime around now. It's like right around that time. Okay. Well, there you go. Merry Kwanzaa. Happy, happy (laughs) Christmas. Um, Anyway, have a good time though. But one, I'm celebrating Christmas. So next week, enjoy the week off. Well, actually, we will enjoy the week off. And I'm sorry we won't have an episode to keep you guys company around your, you know, fireplace. You'll be too busy drinking cider. Yeah, maybe. I don't know when it comes out. You know, what is it? Christmas is the 25th on Wednesday. So 27th is they're going to be bored by then. Yeah, they'll, no, they'll still be hungover. One way or the other, we'll be back the following week on January 3rd to kick off 2020. The new decade. Wow. 2020 the new decade. Do you remember when you were a kid and thinking of 2010 as being wow, the future? Well, it was 20, was it 15 and back to the future too? Yeah, it was, it was 85, (laughs) 55 and 2015. Yeah. It was all of the fives. Yeah. So I remember, yeah. When back to the future two came out thinking 2015, it's like, dude, that's so far away, man. Or like 2029 was in Terminator. The first one. Oh yeah. Whoa. (laughs) We're in 2020. Yeah. I'm, I'm blown away right now, man. I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, if it weren't for election year, I'd be much more excited about 2020. So it's, we're all, every one of us, no matter who we are, is going to be bombarded by political ads. Yeah. Get ready. That's all right. It's going to suck. No, well, maybe remember, (laughs) remember, think positively. It's all perspective. Yeah. You know, you're, you're absolutely correct, Brian. Thank you for correcting me. I'm sorry. No no worries. But I mean, let's, let's do our best. Well, as usual, we we will, we will have fun in spite of it. Yes. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I have a great story to share. Actually, it's very interesting. I honestly believe that if you listen closely and you actually hear what I'm trying to say, it will change your life. I really believe this. Before I go into this story, though, I have been talking about this every year now, and we got a chance to make some of the famous peppermint hot chocolate and the spiced cider, and it's here for your pleasure. My pleasure. Yes. Okay, ready? All right, so uh, tell me what you think. Uh Uh-oh, there it is. Ring it. Ring it. Okay. Tell me what you think about this peppermint hot chocolate, homemade from scratch, the finest ingredients ever. Mm, Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's delicious. What do you think of it, Brian? Woo! That's delicious. Whoa! I think Santa feels a little buzz. (laughs) (laughs) No buzz on this, Coco, but... (laughs) <laughs> oh man, that's some good stuff right there. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. This is made with uh, even the organic, the finest organic ingredients as well. The milk is even grass fed. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, you have lactose. I can issue. taste the grass. No, no, no. It's okay. Oh, Small you're good. amounts, okay. I'm fine. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. I might be a little smelly tonight. That's okay. That's all right. It'll be after the show. <laughs> <laughs> or will it? <laughs> yeah. I got a story here that's very interesting. Now, I haven't talked about this on the show, but Captain, you know about this, that I've had some vocal strain lately. Oh, yeah. And I've had this before. This is nothing new, but duh, right? I talk all the time, even in my sleep. Oh, my God. Does he ever? Oh, my gosh. It's I mean, it's bad. It's bad. I get on Voxer. Voxer was a terrible, terrible invention for me. I don't shut up. It's terrible. Anyway. So this has been going on for about a month now, and I didn't really know. I'm thinking like, okay, I use my voice. It's like one of my number one commodities right now or resources or whatever you want to call it, you economics people. And I just thought, Assets. I don't, asset, there we go. Yeah, see, there's, there's three, yeah, valuable asset. I like that. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, 
what if, you know, easy to fear the worst kind of thing. Well, what if I'm going to lose my voice or what if I have like lesions or nodules on my vocal cords? Cause I use yeah. them all the time. And that's actually common, not common. I guess the better word would be, it can happen with people that use their voice professionally singers, that kind of thing. Huh. So I thought, Gross. why don't I go to the ENT, you know, ear, nose and throat doctor get scoped. Let's just make sure there's no damage and make sure everything looks okay. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here like, oh crap, what would it be? You know, why is this happening? Why can't I talk? You know, these people over here can scream at all of the basketball games and their voices are fine. What's wrong with mine? You know, of course I know they don't use ours as much as I do. So I'm, you know, a little bit of fear. I actually started to feel literally feel like I was sort of sick or injured before getting scoped. It was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, something's like something just wrong. Well, then he goes in and he scopes. Let me, let me explain. Have you ever been scoped in your nose before? No, I'm going to explain this. Um, your mouth was watering with the peppermint hot chocolate. And now we hope you don't throw up in your mouth, but this is very interesting. A little squeamish here. That's I can a, handle it. Okay, I can you handle can handle it. this. So what he does is he takes this little thing and he sprays this. I don't think it's Novocaine, but you know that numbing agent. Yeah. It's a numbing agent up your nose. Topical. Yeah. It's really kind of gross, you know, cause then it comes shoots out the other nose and it goes down and you taste it and tastes gross anyway, but Aww. then your nose gets all numb and your throat gets numb and it's kind of funny. Well, then he grabs this thing you know it's like a flexible kind of the tube nuzzle. essentially the nozzle you are about to get scoped by the, the nozzle. nozzle and it has a camera on it and then of course he goes in and he so he's like all right so you know lean forward and and you know tip your head back and he's like here we go and so he sticks this thing in the nose up and then down the you know nose the nasal canal and down into your throat and everything like that and he's looking in the camera and doing his thing and you know it's not exactly the most comfortable thing in the world Nice part is he's like, well, everything looks uh, fine and healthy. It's raw, Mm. but I like how he explains this. So he takes two fingers, puts them in a V for victory for victory. Yeah. Or if you're flipping someone off in England. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So in this V, he has his fingers, you know, open. So it's a V shape. And he says that when you're when your vocal cords move, they should basically be like going back and forth, closed and open, vibrating, that kind of thing. And then above that, you have like a V shaped muscle that helps them to move. And he said, the muscles above your vocal cords should be open. And he said, yours are all like tightening up and they're kind of clenched and contracting a little bit. And he says, you just have some neck issues or some muscle fatigue and that kind of thing. So he said, you know, you look okay. There's no issues. He goes, but you're not using your vocal cords entirely correctly. And so what does that mean? Well, you know, proper posture. He's like, you've had speech therapy, you know, like singers get proper breathing, how to speak properly, not to use like bad vocal cord, you know, usage and that kind of thing. You know, singers do this all the time. So he's like, you might want to go back to speech therapy. You might need to uh, be a little bit better on your posture. I, I actually just sat up. Me <laughs> I too. Like, I, was, yeah, I like, adjusted the mic uh, while you were I, talking. I, I, I got to sit <laughs> like, up here. I'm not, not sitting straight. He's posture like, check. You might even want to consider standing while you're talking. You know, you need to get more neck therapy. So like massage on the neck, PT. I, I, my PT used to do neck stuff all the time and it really helped. And I just haven't done it in a year and a half because I thought I'm good. Thank God that there was nothing wrong. Just like any muscle, anybody, you know, doing your thing, you got to work on your craft. You got to improve. You got to take care of your asset. Well, I can do that. And then the other thing too, is to not talk all the time. I should probably stop doing that. This is where Brian shuts the hell up and this becomes the real captain influence show. So, uh, (laughs) today on the captain influence show, um, we're going to talk about hot chocolate. Oh, well, there he's talking again. Um, mm. uh, he's ruining it already. But do you okay. want to know what the crazy thing was? <laughs> what? Right after he told me that, hey, everything's fine. Everything's healthy. There's nothing wrong. Just, you know, take care of your voice better. 
you felt better. My joy instantly came back. I didn't have joy before the whole it was dread thing. Yeah, I did. and I was even dreading the holidays. Like we're doing stuff this week, you know. We're gonna go see Star Wars. We've got the escape room, and like you're here, and just all these fun things. And I was starting to fear, like I gotta talk. I gotta be. I, I can't. After you told me that, it's like I can't wait to go to all these things again. And guess what? I felt fine. I mean, you know, the vocal mm. cords are still raw and everything's still tight. That didn't just instantly go away, but the rest of my body just instantly felt good and healthy. And I was just like, what the heck just happened? So fascinating. Once again, I learned firsthand the power of the mind. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Whatever you want to call it. (laughs) I mean, what was that other book? You know, like uh, think and grow rich. You know, I mean, it's amazing the power of the mind. It's amazing our mindset or as you like to put it, our perspective. We talk about it all the time. But then when you go and you experience it almost instantly and it slaps you in the face. It's just like, what is wrong with us, man? What is wrong with me? So I'm kind of excited now. This is something I'm going to do probably right after Christmas just because it's crazy right now. But I'm going to start nerding out on what happens when you think and believe a certain way. What's going to manifest? You know, this was even prior to getting scoped. If my voice really is a, quote, precious and maybe semi-limited asset, you know, can't last forever. We use it all the time. I really need to not only protect it and take care of it, but I kind of made a commitment that it's time to speak really only positive things and healthy things. It's easy to get negative. It's easy to rant. It's easy to complain. It's easy to have road rage. Of course, I won't be perfect, but I just thought if I really have a limited asset here because of how much I use it, why would I waste my voice on negativity, bitterness, complaining, hurtful words, unhealthy words, comments, all that? Why would I do that? Well, you typically don't too. So Eh, it happens. Oh, sure. It happens to all of us, but yeah, but I just thought, you know, if I start to think it, if I start to say it, it's like, shut the mouth, be more mindful. Yeah. Yep. I have to, I have to protect my voice. Yeah, exactly. So I just thought, okay, I know it's going to be hard, but I think it'll be a great commitment. If it ain't positive and healthy, I'm going to shut up. So let's do everything. I don't know. I'm challenging each of us to speak positivity, to speak healthy, good things only. Otherwise don't waste your voice. And is that your new year's resolution, Brad? Okay. I don't do New Year's resolutions at all. Oh, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm more <laughs> of a uh, in the moment. Like I need to change this, whatever, mindset, belief, practice. So no, this is my uh, pre-Christmas resolution to say I'm going to take care of my body better and my voice, and uh, I'm going to commit to saying positive, healthy things. You know, as best as I mean. Again, I'm not going to be perfect, but that's what I'm going to commit to. I'm going to really commit to doing everything in my power to have the right healthy mindset, right thinking. As my friend Chris would say. I like it. All right. So there you go, man. Rock on. How was that for an interesting, fascinating moment? Well, I was enjoying my peppermint hot chocolate the entire time you were talking about that. And Mm. I enjoyed all of it. All of it. Isn't that great? Like when you're enjoying a great story and you're also enjoying a great drink and it just like makes it the most magical experience ever. Makes it a better story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So not not just cool story, bro. Awesome story, bro. Sweet. And I wish yeah. you the best of luck. I appreciate it. Well, likewise. Oh, well, are you going to commit to that too? As far oh, as uh, heck no. You're, heck not, no. You're, you're just going to complain all the time. Yeah. Until I start having voice problems, I'm going to, I'm going to leaven my positivity with a, with a healthy dash of negativity once in a while, but really? I'll try not to do it on this show. Really? How about that? Yeah. Billy though. Yeah. Does it make your life better? <laughs> no. Does it make anyone else's life better? I'm kidding. I'm going to take you up on your challenge. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> you know what though? Some people really get off on it, man. 
Oh yeah, yeah you I really know, do, man. We, like a lot your, of us do. Yeah, I do too. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to, but I do. Right. Yeah, I know. And it's easy to say that because it's like, wow, dude, got to be positive. But I know firsthand yeah, know. what it's like to just rant about someone or something and feel physically like good, really good. You know what I mean? To like vent. It, but it like makes you feel good. It's like right. you're getting the endorphins of just ripping someone down and destroying them. Yep. Yep. Isn't that the greatest most nuts? No, it's, it's no, terrible. It's awful. It's horrible. It's easy because I've done this before and I'll be talking about somebody because, you know, somebody will say, oh, my gosh, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, totally right. You know, yeah, that person's an idiot and blah, blah, blah. And they make dumb. <laughs> and in the moment, I'll have this little tiny voice in the back of my head going, would you really say this to their face? And my, my response is no. And then the voice says, then why are you even saying it? That's awesome. Dude. And I'm we, like, I suck. <laughs> I think about that once in a while, that metaphorical Jiminy cricket on our shoulders that we all have, but to, for some of us, it's louder and some of us it's quieter. Yeah. I'm very thankful for the fact that my Jiminy cricket is pretty obnoxiously loud. Sometimes no one's perfect, but it, it, he's not always going to win over, but, but he's there and yeah. you know, it's the devil and the angel on your shoulder. And luckily the angel on my shoulder is you know, he, he's not a wuss. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Let's commit to it, man. Let's, let's keep reporting back and see how it goes. And maybe it'll change our lives, our minds and our health and our bodies. It, it can't hurt. We might start feeling like a million bucks. Nay, $100 billion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's chat Mandalorian briefly. Episode six. I thought the episode six was better, but it was definitely yet another episodic episode that, I mean, okay. So anybody, any of us who ever had any illusions that the Mandal- Mandalorian was going to be a continuing story type of show, like Game of Thrones or like most shows or like a lot of shit like I mean, that's a pretty typical paradigm right now is to have that construct, right? Yeah. I mean, having an episodic show like this is very passe uh, if you think about it. And and that's what they're doing on this show. Some of the good stuff about it was that it was a, it was lighter on the baby Yoda thing. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. little baby Yoda they had was more tastefully done. It was a little more clever and watchable. Mm-hmm. Went with um, the story better. Far less gratuitous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was honestly a fairly typical heist episode. It was fun, but the characters were pretty generic. Not much thought at all went into the writing yet again. Yeah. I just, it just, there's just not much thought going into the show, which is really fascinating to me. And I, and it makes me wonder, is John Favreau being like manipulated? No, not manipulated, but <laughs> well, sort of, not, not, not like that. But I wonder you if he's being, if he's writing, being muzzled a little bit, like he wants to write it a certain way. And then there's somebody above him saying, no, 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 we can't do that. Yeah. And, and it, I, I just, I'm just George curious. Lucas, he's like, John. You don't want to write well. <laughs> you do want to write in a negative. This a, is not a, the script we're looking for. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's definitely taken an ep- episodic path now. I had a friend though, really quick that was saying, cause I was talking about this and we were kind of also talking about episode nine coming up, which yeah. we'll talk about in a minute, but he was saying, you know, is there really ever been any star Wars movie that has been written exceptionally well? No, not, not exceptionally. Em- yeah. Empire strikes back is arguably, the best writing of any star Wars film. Agreed. And I think a lot of people agree with that. And even episode four had really, really brilliant moments in it. And episode three was decent writing. I mean, it was, it was a very, it was a very pivotal. No. Okay. It had some bad stuff. In of course it, but it, it had some great stuff in it. Yeah. So, but has but, anything been like perfect really? And I mean, empire comes no, close. Probably Rogue one was actually really well done minus a couple things too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like you're not necessarily going for Oscar award winning everything. Of course, of course. Know? But at the same time, I would agree that I think people have come to expect more. When you have so many options, you need something to capture you that much more. So I agree with right. you that the story 
could be better. And it is, it's okay. It's not bad. It's, it's, it reminds me of Knight Rider. I mean, if you ever watch Knight Rider, it's like, you just <laughs> Which have is these, how old? <laughs> you just have these one-off episodes right. and, and they have, you know, fun stories right. and they're cheesy and they're good, but there's really no meat to anything. But did Knight Rider entertain? Yes. That's true. Although I was quite young. <laughs> I, so I watched this episode on an HD TV, a very big HD TV. Ooh, nice. Um, like a hundred. No, inch? not nice. Not nice. Oh. Because the episode. 50 inch plasma screen. Something Sorry. like that. The episode visually looked like a high end episode of Doctor Who. I mean, it had the same look as like a Doctor Who episode. Much crisper. I've talked about this before. How, how uh, super high def. If you're watching a sci-fi movie or show or even an action movie or show. It just looks better to at least my eyes in a, a little grainier. You know what I mean? If it's super high def, it looks like a, sc- a school play. Oh, and I know what it is. Is it the refresh rate? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yes. What, yeah. No. So let me let me comment on that. Which this. is great for sports, but it's horrible Correct. for movies. And I wanted to comment on that because people, for whatever reason, don't know that. They, have, they get all these great TVs and they watch everything at the 120 hertz refresh rate or higher. And movies... And TV shows are not meant to be above 30, not 30 even to 60. Sort of. And for whatever reason, people just love this 120 and it looks like a camcorder. Very bad to watch shows like this. <laughs> the, the special effects look terrible on a high refresh screen. They just look yeah. really, really cheap. Yeah. The effects on this show weren't the best in the first place for some weird reason. And so to, to add to the whole Doctor Who look, uh, there were even a couple of droids that reminded us of Daleks or Daleks. Dalek. Exterminate, and they were exterminating. I mean, they <laughs> weren't saying like that, it. but uh, so yeah, th- there was a lot of this episode that looked like a Doctor Who episode. Did you like when Clancy Brown just picked it up and just smashed it though? That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there was some, there was some fun scenes, especially like with with Yoda trying or little baby Yoda trying to use the Force, and then something happened. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, and then Yoda look little baby Yoda looks at his hand like, did I do that? <laughs> That was kind of clever, but uh, cool. and and then of course the very end scene where there's some X wings come in. And they do something, I won't tell you. It just, it was so amateur. I mean, the acting, the X-Wing pilot acting was just, I mean, there's not, you can't expect much from that. It's such a bit part, but it looked like some amateur made a Star Wars film. It was better than episode <laughs> one though. Well, okay. Well, uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't this know. This is me, tense. You remember when they're like attacking one of the droid, what was it? The droid blockade, you know, ships or whatever in episode one. The Phantom oh, Menace. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant episode one of the Mandalorian. And, oh, okay. No, no. Episode one of the Phantom Menace. And I'm like, okay, yeah. those pilots were those were right. bad actors. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. of course, you had Jake, whatever his name was, playing Anakin, you know. This so, is pod racing. So that that's everything I had to say about it. And, and it. and it strikes me as ironic, Brian, that we just made a commitment to only say positive things as much as we can in the future. And I just kind of unloaded a bit of negativity. Well, hold on, though. More, more like criticism than negativity. It's okay to be honest and real as long. I always say this, too. It's like sometimes you have to point out things that didn't excel but you don't have to be negative about it. You don't have to tear someone apart and say those guys sucked or anything. And we can always end on a positive note. So yeah, that's kind of what I try. I don't want it to be like fake. You know, positivity yeah. doesn't mean being fake. We got to acknowledge the real too. Well, and I'm trying not to go on any rants like I've been known to do on Star Wars. So, <laughs> I mean, and, and, I, and I honestly don't think this episode was rant worthy. No. So, I mean, it, it was okay. But again, is okay what you would expect from Disney Plus's Starship program? I don't No, I think so. it should be exceptional. That's exactly. Here's the thing. Expectations, man. My expectation of Disney Plus's flagship brand new service and show is this should be the best Star Wars ever made. I agree, Brian. It's not, but I'm still enjoying it. So good. I liked the episode. 
I thought it was fine. Here's the thing. Everybody didn't like last week's. I thought last week's was fun. To me, this was equally as fun. I thought it was a little better, but I didn't think it was like that much better. I liked the fact that it was finally in space this time and not just on some planet, you know, like some deserted planet. I still want them to go to like Narshada. Dude, bring in. Nar- I don't yeah, think they really? have a budget for Narshada, though. No, that'd be a lot of CG. I am a huge fan of Clancy Brown. Played, you know, the guy with the horns. I'm a huge fan of Bill Burr, who played the, that was bo- hilarious. The, the main boss guy or the guy running the group or whatever. Yeah, I can't believe he was even in that. I didn't know he acted. I love him. Yeah. And then finally, they brought in a Twi'lek about time. Although, OK, first of all, huge fan of the Twi'lek race. I think they're weird, <laughs> bizarre. Um, you know, there is typically most of them in the, in the Star Wars universe were slaves. Yeah. So they've cool backstory about, you know, many of them being released from captivity and it's kind of cool, but that's the expanded, you know, like the video game universe and some of that. But I like the Twi'lek race. However, what the heck was up with these Twi'leks? They have fangs and they hissed like cats the whole time. I was like, what the heck? They didn't, they've never done that. But think in, in Return of the Jedi, the, the main Twi'lek, uh, Jabba's. She didn't hiss. No, his main hand man. He was a Twi'lek. That's that creepy guy. What was his name? Um, uh, no, he's John? not though. He's a, he's a different race. No, he was a Twi'lek. He was a male Twi'lek. He only had one. He only had one thing, but he was a Twi'lek. Uh, yeah. Interesting. And he had fangs, I think, or at least he, he had very, I don't know. He kind of looked he like a vampire weird teeth though, but yeah. like the, the dancer, the slave dancer in Jabba's palace didn't have fangs. Well, and you just never, I don't know if you saw her teeth though. You do. You see her kind of grimace. Okay. And okay. then uh, they had a couple of other Twi'leks in the prequels and they didn't have fangs and they didn't hiss and do things. And also in all the video game, and expanded universe. None of them have fangs. So I don't know where this came from. They look like vampires basically. And I was like, where is this coming? So that kind of actually, I got all excited about a Twi'lek and then I saw that and I was like, eh, I don't know. That's, that's bizarre to me. Although the actress that played the female Twi'lek was, um, I can't remember her main name, but in Harry Potter, when, uh, professor Moody called her Nymphadora and she hated it. Don't call me that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know the actress's name, but she played Tonks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. she was in that. that that's who it was. So yeah. I like her. Anyway, a lot, lot of good actors in this one. I was very impressed. They brought in some people, you know, the overlord boss with the, with the gray long hair and everything. Right. He was the dude in um, Dances with Wolves. Really? The, uh, the, oh. the guy that had the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who sends him off, uh, sends Kevin Costner off west. Uh, Kevin Costner goes to him. To, oh, no, the cart guy. Never the mind. The cart guy, yeah. Yeah, the cart guy gets shot in the butt with an yes, arrow. Yeah. Yes, that guy. Good movie. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, that's him. They mentioned Gungans and did a little uh, <laughs> a yeah. Jar Jar impression, and that was hilarious. Yep. One scene they did really well, which I thought was amazing, and I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, when, when the Mandalorian it's getting a little closer. And like the oh, lights are the flashing strobe light scene. Oh that was awesome. That okay. was genius. The stealth was awesome. Everything about that was yeah. a very cool, cool thing. So see, see, I have, there's, there's at least one scene in this episode that I can nerd out about. That was really cool. I liked that scene. Yeah. It was, I, again, I liked it. It was fun. It did going back to what you said about, you know, watching it on 120 Hertz or whatever. It felt B rate to me even and I wasn't watching it on 120 Hertz, so I can't even imagine what it looked like on that. Yeah. But it still felt kind of B rate. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they don't have the budget, which would make sense. You know, no, that, that doesn't make sense. Right? <laughs> they really do. They should have the budget for, yeah. for better CG in this show. The CG, even at 60 Hertz, is just not up to par. It's not there. Uh, when they fire lasers and stuff, that's fine. A lot of the ship and, and space station effects mm-hmm. looked really low budget like Andromeda from the 90s or something like that. It was really weird to me. It wasn't quite that bad. Maybe not, but it was it was awfully like this is not 
2020 CG, not even sort of. Yeah, no, I understand. Either way, good show though. Whatever. We're going to keep reviewing it. So might as well. And how many more episodes we got? Three, four, two more, two more. Yep. Crossing my fingers that there'll be positive reviews. So, you know what I'm hoping for? They need, they need without a doubt, they need to advance the baby Yoda storyline. Yeah, they have to. If they so, don't even a little step forward or something, because it's just, it's not going anywhere. No. And I can understand if they do a major cliffhanger with his storyline and that would be fine with me, even though I hate cliffhangers, but it's like they have to do that or else I think they're going to lose people. Yeah. I don't know though. Maybe not. They've already lost some people, I think, but yeah, they're going to lose a lot more if they don't do that. Those plush toys though, man, they sure are making bank on that. (laughs) Holy cow. Who's getting that baby Yoda plush toy in their stocking this year? One, two, three, not it. Yeah. Woo. Actually, I wouldn't mind a baby Yoda plush toy. (laughs) What's up guys? Who's this? (laughs) Bad kitty returns. (laughs) What the? I love that. I just need that. I need that audio clip everywhere I go. Oh, dude, you should. Yes. People Wait a look minute. at you funny, but that's all right. Okay, we've we've chatted, we've kept up, but you haven't been on the show in two years this yeah. month, right? <laughs> it's has been, it been it's that been long? long? I think yeah. it actually has. Does it feel like that? Oh, wow. but yeah. Yeah, and I haven't yeah. spoken with you, Bad Kitty, since you uh, listened in on our Alien Isolation escapades. That, <laughs> that is was true. That was that two, two Augusts ago. Yeah. And three, I think the last time I was on here was with uh, Andrea Deck. Who voice alien isolation. I think that was the yeah, last time so, I was actually yeah. on the show. Mm-hmm. So we have that whole thing going. Sassy wow. octopus, man. That was a fun <laughs> That's episode. It. That's it. That was a good episode. <laughs> well, welcome back. Dude, it is great to have you. Awesome. It's good to be back, guys. It's been too long. We shouldn't wait this long. Uh, no. This shouldn't be an, an every other year. I agree. <laughs> so now for those of you who have never heard who Bad Kitty, you know, was, uh, we'll have to go back and like which episode you were on, but also known as Lee Steven, author of an amazing sci-fi series and uh, more, more coming. Yes. What's so that's really, it's been keeping me busy. Oh, I'm um, sure. And I want to know what's up because I mean, we're going to talk about ranking Star Wars and all that here in a minute. I know you want to get into that, but dude, what's up? What's new? So I write constantly and I, sometimes I feel like I write constantly and I get nowhere, <laughs> but that's just, you know, that's the way it is. Yeah. So I'm working on my sixth book in Epic, and I'm also working on another book that I cannot talk about, of but course. that oh. uh, will hopefully be um, wrapped in the next couple of months and eventually pushed out and gotten out there. But uh, yeah, you know, I've been in, in family mode. I'm a daddy of three boys. We're building a house. You know, oh, I'm nice. there to help my, my wife out with everything. And so we're, you know, it's just constant work. I need a vacation. My <laughs> wife and I need a trip. Just the two of us. I didn't realize that you were building a house, man. I don't think I saw that yeah. for some reason. That's yeah, awesome. You should, it's something you should never do. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Don't worry, I, I, I do won't. know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's going to be great when it's done, but who? Yeah. Wait, now, Lee, are you are you building the house yourself like a pioneer? I'm literally with my like Minecraft, I'm just punching trees and uh, no, um, and stacking no, we're, blocks. We're, we're, yeah, exactly right. Actually, I, I would take that. You know. <laughs> That's probably easier. No, it's we're in the uh, we're using a company to do it, and um, it's just so many steps to it. I see. So many. uh, That was my assumption. I just wanted to make sure. Yep. 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 Oh my gosh, dude, that's insane. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of work. Well, I'm glad you're back. It's good to be back. You were on episode two. Can you believe that? Wow, really? Wow. Dang. I, know. I, I was just, there at the beginning. I didn't realize that, and then I was just like, wait, I got to figure episode two. So if you want to go back and listen to Lee's story. 
That's back in episode two. You were also, and I remember this, you were on twice in 2017. You were on episode uh, 86. My expectations are too high. That's when we really got into the idea. (laughs) That's a great episode to have me on. Oh yeah. And you were just talking about how amazing (laughs) crappy coffee is. Uh, It was terrible. And then you were also on the one with Andrea Deck, Sassy Octopus, which was episode 90. So go. if you want to go back and listen to those, those are some fun episodes. Wow. Fourth time's the charm. And we're, Fourth on, time's and we're charm. on 191 now. Can you so, believe this? Yeah. We're going to hit 200 after the first of the year. And then, of course, I'm going to be adding some stuff. Oh, my gosh. What's go. happening? <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this very quickly. Let's rank our Star Wars movies from, you know, best to worst in our minds. Just briefly. You don't have to explain too much. Just kind of list them off. And uh, then we can talk about kind of our excitements really quickly for the upcoming movie. And then, and then I know Captain Influence has a phenomenal question that we're going to nerd out on. It's perfect for all three of us. So it's going to be great. Bad Kitty, why don't you go first? You've got your listing of I've, all I've 10 got movies. My list. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty set. I'm again with going worst to first. So we can kind of, Oh yeah, oh, sure. Mix it up. Worst Let's to first. Down. And by the way, we are including solo and rogue one in this list. Yes. Yeah. So it's all star Wars movies. Go for, well, we could have included, uh, the holiday special. Yes. Let's not do Which that. Would, Life would day. not be the bottom on my list. It wouldn't be for me either. Yeah, not quite. Yeah. Believe it or not, it would the, not be the, the bottom. The Ewok adventure would actually be up there for me too. <laughs> I liked the Ewok I adventure. All right, Lee, worst to first at the very bottom number uh, 10. uh, And I'm not really getting through the holiday special, but it would be above this one. (laughs) (laughs) I I've, I've got to put the last Jedi. I've got to put it. That's number 10. Last Jedi. Uh, Number nine. I'd put attack of the clones. Uh, Yes. Eight phantom menace. uh, Seven solo. Six force awakens. And you may be able to convince me to swap those two. Or six, fourth, uh, Force Awakens, fifth, Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. fourth, A New Hope, three, Rogue One, two, Return of the Jedi, number one, Empire Strikes Back. It's got to be. Boom. Yeah. All right. Would have been disappointed otherwise, Lee. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> You're a true sci-fi fan. All right, Captain. Worst to first. Number 10, episode seven. To me, that was the worst. Hmm. Number nine, episode one. Number eight, episode eight. So The Last, last Jedi, Jedi mm-hmm. I thought was, you know, a little bit better than either of those. Number seven was episode two. Yes, believe it. I thought episode two was better than any of those. Mm-hmm. Number six was Solo. Mm-hmm. Number five, New Hope. Just because it's New Hope. Come on. Number four, Rogue One. Number three, episode three. That's in my top three. Revenge, is of, Revenge the of the Sith. Yeah. yeah, I like that movie. No. Except that part. No. Uh, <laughs> that was the worst cap on a movie I've ever seen. <laughs> number two, Return of the Jedi. And of course, number one, Empire Strikes Back. Guys. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Here are mine. So number 10, I put Last Jedi. So yes, I'm in agreement with you on that one. Bad kitty. All right. Um, and I, here's the thing. Good man. I did not hate any of these movies. I'm just going to say that. And I've said it before. I don't hate anyone, but that's my least favorite. Mm-hmm. I actually put Solo at number nine. I liked it. I liked it. But yeah. what's funny is I've only ever seen it once and I haven't had a major desire to go back to see it huh. the second time. So that's why I classified it as number nine is more out of rewatchability. I put Force Awakens at number seven and then I did Attack of the Clones, which I liked Attack of the Clones. Don't get me wrong, though. There's one of my favorite scenes in that movie. I don't <laughs> like the sand. Gets it's everywhere. coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. <laughs> Not like here. Everything is soft and smooth. And don't look at me like that. I'm sorry, my lady. <laughs> that part, 
the Arl Knotts uh, version oh of that gosh. scene was very good. Well, when uh. they're rolling around in the fields with those weird animals and he's just laughing and they just repeat him yeah. laughing nonstop over and over. That was hilarious. That was yeah. Arl Knotts, Arl Knotts are amazing. If you want to go see some fun parodies on episodes one through three, especially, but YouTube, I think they've done them all. Revenge of the Sith. I put it five, but here's the thing. I put Rogue One at four and I could see Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One being really kind of tied for me because again, amazing things in each of those movies. And then of course the no, and then some things in Rogue <laughs> One that like I, I really was not a huge fan of the uh, main character in Rogue One, the girl, yeah. whether it was the character or the actress, I don't know, but I just wasn't a fan of her. They were equally as good in so many ways. I could not get the original trilogy out of the top three. I couldn't do it. Like for me, those are still the best. So yeah. number three is a new hope. Number two is return of the Jedi. And of course, number one is empire strikes back for me. So there you have it. Good job, gentlemen. Hindsight has been kind to the prequel films. I think that <laughs> yeah. when we first saw them, I think we had our standards so high. Yeah. And it was such a disappointment to see it in the theater. Cause it was the most disappointing thing I've ever seen in the theater was a Phantom Menace. Yes, I agree. But yes, I well, think no, 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 not the most really? disappointing for me. Uh, the, one, the seven was much more disappointing. No, no, no at the time. Oh, really? At the yeah. time. Oh, at the time. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, to date. Yes, that was. I agree with you 100%. And to Lee's point, hindsight, right? Because right. we, yeah, I remember going right. to Phantom Menace and going, what the heck did we just watch? Yeah. And now it's like, man, Phantom Menace was awesome in comparison. Right. But here's the thing that I think about, and this is how I, I, <laughs> I put it above something like Last Jedi, because I don't think Last Jedi really added anything to the Star Wars universe, whereas at least in Phantom Menace, as goofy as it was, we have Darth Maul, we've got Qui-Gon, you know, uh, we got metachlorians. We got that <laughs> Master, you know what, what I, are metachlorians? It's heroin. It, it was, you know, back <laughs> in the day, we used to think that the force was metachlorians. That's the only line they need to add. And, you know, so now dumb. you've got it solved. The only two that I consider bad for me are Last Jedi. And I didn't like Attack of the Clones. But, I mean, that's only one out of three of the prequels. I think the other two, Phantom Menace has its merits. And I think... um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is just a good movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it really is. Minus really the no, was. it's a good movie. Rise of Skywalker's out. It came out last night officially. So we're I'm going tonight. Let's let's see what happens. But we will review it. Probably won't happen until the first episode of the year on January 3rd. So two weeks, we'll review it. We'll talk about it. Are you at least excited and ready to see what happens, how it wraps up? I am. I'm, I'm definitely excited. Uh, I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan. By and large, I think most of the movies have been right. great. And, you know, this is the last chance that we'll get to see Luke Skywalker, presuming he's a force ghost. I want to see, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Abrams the benefit of the doubt that, that he can clean up the mess that was left for him. Um, <laughs> and I don't think anyone should ever. <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, go ahead. Jar Jar Abrams. I don't think anyone should design a trilogy with different people writing the middle than the two ends. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But we're going to see, we're going to see what Abrams can do. Uh, I, I have mixed feelings about Abrams, but you know what? I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You know what I really hope? I hope the emperor comes back and, and wins. Yes. And like, <laughs> and like force lightnings Ray to a crisp just uh, burns her to death. <laughs> and then like Kylo Ren's kind of like, well, crap. Okay. We won. And then like, that's it. And all of a sudden it's all about the emperor and the emperor wins and everybody. Yeah, oh, wow. What just happened? And everybody yep. hates it and loves it at the same time. I would kind of, I'm not that. even going to yeah, pretend. I'm not even going to pretend that there'd be any like lure to the dark side for me. Like I'm going, no, I'm no. going that way. Like it, it's more about repairing the franchise is what it is. <laughs> yeah. 
That sounds terrible. But I mean, in some ways, like there's a part of me that wants that, not because I want the dark side to win, but because I just, I want them to do something so ridiculous (laughs) that repairs what they did. Yeah. At at this stage, I I think I'm dark side. I think, you know, Darth Kitty. There is (laughs) Darth Kitty. (laughs) What do they call that? There is no peace, only passion. Isn't that the dark side mantra? (laughs) Something like that. Dark kitty. All right. Well, you are bad kitty. So that actually works. Revenge of the kitty. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm excited about this question. And Captain, thank you for bringing this to the table. Lee, I knew you were coming on and I wanted to save this topic for you. I thought it'd be a good discussion. So I've been reading, I just finished a week ago, another really fantastic sci-fi trilogy by a Chinese author. I've never read any Chinese sci-fi before. I think his, his name is Xin Jin Lu. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Sure. Uh, that sounds very Chinese, actually. Uh, yeah. So, sounds uh, authentic to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's really big right now. And he, and he wrote this trilogy called the Three Body Trilogy. Uh, it's three books. The first one's pretty good. The second and third books are fantastic and very imaginative. You know, I started pondering after I finished it, and I, was, I felt I'd, I was so high, basically, after reading that book. Uh, from the book, by the way. Uh, and I started pondering why I'm so literally addicted to reading good science fiction or science fiction in general and why reading really good sci-fi makes me so excited or slash elated. And I've always been reading or acting out some form of sci-fi fantasy since I was like six or so. And I realize it's because the way my imagination interprets written words and ideas into mental imagery, it's so detailed, albeit in a fleeting, ever-changing sort of way. Mm-hmm. But you know how imagination is, but it's just as vivid as any memory of real life. I realize, like, like when I'm, when I'm picturing a good sci-fi book in my head while I'm reading it, I can't really distinguish that image in my head from the image of seeing my wife go to work the, that morning or seeing something on my computer screen like earlier that day or the day before or whatever, you know, just a, an actual memory. It's the same thing in my head. And at the very least, it's like watching a really good movie in my head assuming it's a really good novel, of course. Yeah. That experience of constantly witnessing new worlds is so addictive to me. And I know that I'll be reading those sorts of novels in one form or another until my dying day. So after all that, my question is for the panel here, is this particular, what I'm going to call a benign addiction, you know, reading, you know, having to read science fiction or, or die. Is that benign addiction available to anyone or are only those with decent imaginations able to really partake in that phenomenon? And, and as a a second question, question, are there people with some sort of mental handicap in this world that actually limits their imaginations so that they're unable to appreciate a good novel or of any genre? Hmm. And then I, and then last, I then wonder just to set up the discussion, I then wonder how many more people on earth have, are never able to appreciate good novels, not because they lack sufficient imagination, but because they never get the chance to try them or similar circumstances. Yeah. So there's a lot of things here really quick though. I want to add two things. One is I'm going to throw in any story in general when it comes to sci-fi. So it could be a movie, could be a, a game you're playing that has a good story, not just a novel. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I can relate to exactly what you're asking and talking about here, not just from reading. Sure. Like I can relate to it through shows and movies and everything like that too. Second thing I want to add is that's a really interesting question about the people with mental handicap because, and I know you're not criticizing anyone. Of course, like this is just a legitimate, like, like, and I'm not even generalizing. I'm wondering if there's actually a sort of mental handicap that even 
ordinary people might have that limits their imaginations to prevent them from experiencing that sort of thing. Sure. And actually, I would almost even wonder if there are people with legitimate mental handicaps that actually have more of imagination. Oh, yeah. Like they're far beyond any of us. Like I I just, you know, you'd wonder. So I like the good questions, man. Let's chat. All right. uh, Bad Kitty. What do you think? Let's have you start. I've got a great answer for this. I have an exact answer for this. First off, um, I'm going to say that anyone can enjoy uh, anything as long as it's well written. And I'll stay on this part the least because I think the next question is much more fascinating. But um, I'll use an example for me. You know, um, you guys know I'm a sci-fi guy. You know that I am. I mean, that's, that's my bread and butter. I plan to do other things, but man, sci-fi is where it's at. I think the best show I've ever seen is Downton Abbey. Good <laughs> writing. Interesting. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Just, so that's one of the shows that my, my wife wanted me to watch for years. I was like, <laughs> this is like, this would be like me watching, you know, Prince Charles, you know, going down the streets. Of, it's like, I'm the least <laughs> interested in that. I'm with you. you. Know? I'm with you. And, uh, but I, I said, all right, I'll, I'll start watching it. Watch one episode and I was like, all right, well, let's go right to the next one. And we wow. pretty much binged the entire show. Wow. It's the best show I've ever seen in my life because the writing was so good. Wow. The characters were so good. Huh. And it's totally outside of my genre. Interesting. Um, that's that's so inspiring. I'm, I might check yeah, it I'm out just now. Saying, I, I might watch it because <laughs> if it's coming from you, maybe. If you have not seen Downton Abbey, you have to watch it. I've it's been resistant good, to it. Good writing. Yeah. Good, solid writing. Best best writing I've ever seen. Resistance um, is futile. Huh. So the other part of the question, uh, you ask, uh, is there anything that can limit a person's imagination? Have either of you ever heard of something called aphantasia? I have not. I've heard the word, but I don't know what it is. I'll spell it in case people want to go out and check it out, but it's a A P H A N T A S I A aphantasia. It is the total inability to picture something in your head. Interesting. Hmm. So again, everyone, I've not done any research prior to this episode, so I might've found that out if I had looked into it, but you have the curiosity. Thank you for that. Yeah. Here's the, here's the reason that's interesting for me. My wife has aphantasia hmm. oh. up until a year or so ago, whenever someone said, you know, I can't picture that in my head or, or whatever. She always thought that was a figure of speech. And then she asked me one day, like, you know, when you, when you say you're picturing something in your head, like, are you actually seeing something? I'm like, yeah. You know, just when I'm writing, I'm picturing it. She's like, how do you do that? So huh. well, I just, wow. I just picture it. Yeah. And, and she never realized that this was something that she couldn't do, but she cannot picture things or people with aphantasia cannot picture things in their head. It, you know, it's funny because you were saying uh, uh, captain influence about how these characters that you read are as real as family to you when you're picturing them and whatnot. Or at right? least as, as real as actual, actual memories. Right. Yes. Yeah. When I walk out the door and I go to work, my wife can't picture me in my head till I walk back in the door. Really? Fascinating. A picture of oh my gosh. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it's wow. This Learn. is where it gets, it's really, really intriguing. She loves the books. She loves reading. She is. She gets sucked into all of these different worlds that she reads. But a lot of Disney Pixar artists have aphantasia. Oh, weird! Really? They know how to draw something. It's not necessarily because they're picturing it and then they're drawing what they imagine. They know what. I know how a tree should look. It should have this here. And, the, and the, that's how they, they go about their business. Wow. Um, and so there are people who have the total inability to visualize anything in their head. Like it's black. 
Hmm, but they know how things are supposed to look and they can draw that perfectly. So in a lot of ways, it might be a creative boon to people um, so far as creating art. Uh, maybe because they're like not, they don't have art. some preconceived, yeah, they don't have a preconceived image in their head and they're really going by what they know is correct. Like this is how, you know, a car looks. Or an interpretation because I mean, those right. Pixar artists, they interpret everyday things on screen. So hmm. it's not yes. necessarily that that's what a car should look like, but that's how they want the car to look like. And right. they use the medium, you know, of their computer or sketching or whatever, whatever stage they're in they use that medium to in the same way that I use my imagination. Now there's a flip side of that, which I think is a uh, maybe hyper Fantasia or something. Yes, I think correct. I have that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'm on the other which, end of the spectrum. Yeah. And I, I think I'm closer to that, that spectrum and I am very happy for that. I mean, it may be, and that's really fascinating that you brought that up about Aphantasia, how that could be, you know, in, in, in some situations, a boon, a creative, a creative boon, but I'm still glad that's not the case for myself. I just really enjoy being able to picture just how I want something to look to, you know, something described in a book mm-hmm. in my head. It's, it's just the, the best. Oh, I agree with you. hundred percent. Yeah. I think uh, for people with aphantasia, they don't necessarily know that they have it because they don't realize that people can actually do this. So to them, yeah. they're not missing anything. They don't have a basis for comparison. They can't yeah. have a basis exactly. for comparison. Yeah. And, and we don't have a basis for comparison with that. So right. we can't imagine what it's like to see a word for what it is. And, you know, and, and she was explaining to me how when she reads, she's reading the words for what they are. Well, I mean, huh. which really makes me self-conscious to write the correct words, wow. <laughs> you know, because, um, you know, you really have to make sure that you're getting the point across in the actual letters and yeah. paragraphs and, and, and so forth. And remind us, Lee, does your, does your wife, uh, is she act something as, as an editor for you? You may have said this. In, oh in other yeah. Episodes, but. Oh yeah. She reads all, all of my stuff and uh, okay. is the, the best critic in the world. It's a good critic when they tell you when something's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so, uh, you know, she is a huge part of what I do. She's, she's affected these novels in so many good ways. So, okay. Let me ask you this though. Advantageous. So they can't visualize it in their minds. They don't have that mind's eye thing. Do you think, People with this would say like, yeah, I'm just not creative versus those of us who have, you know, I don't know if it would be called Fantasia or hyper Fantasia or whatever, but you know, like we are creative. We can see it. We can visualize it. We can imagine it. People with Fantasia would, would they typically say, yeah, I'm not really a creative person. Yeah. In other words, everything's matter of fact. Is that even connected to creativity or not? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Well, no, because you said the Pixar artists. Right. So Uh, maybe not then. So clearly not. Yeah. If that's the case, then clearly there's a a very obvious way of being hyper creative and still not having a mind's eye ability. Interesting. Never would have occurred to me. I guess you could have both the aphantasia and the Mm non-creatives in one. Huh? Yeah, man, that's really fascinating. I appreciate you bringing that up. And I wasn't even aware. I've heard that word, but I was not aware of what it was and that people actually experienced it like that. Cause I'm, I definitely am more towards the hyper fantasia for sure. Always have been. I mean, you know, I, I can tell you, it's so funny. I'm glad you brought this up because you know, you think of, moments and I know people like this too. I have some other friends that have have said this, but it's like when you're alone or when you're on a long trip or something or whatever, and you just, you imagine things, you know, you go to another world and it's just, and you can remember it, you know, like I know it wasn't real, but I remember it like it was a real memory of my life, even though I know it wasn't like it didn't actually happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I remember it like I can remember because you know, in 20,000, well, I, I wasn't alive, but 
I, for the first time, watched 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And I was just totally fascinated with the ocean and had a really good time with that. And I can remember, you know, in high school where I would just imagine myself being on a submarine and captaining a submarine and going on all these adventures, um, you know, because I hated doing homework. <laughs> so I'd be in my room doing homework, air quotes here, and uh, getting all excited about, you know, captaining a submarine across the ocean and going to all these different places and having adventures. And I, I remember this to this day, what those adventures were and what they were like, huh. yeah. even though they never happened. Isn't well, that weird? Not a little bit, but <laughs> not really. Uh, no, but, kind of but here's, here's what I want to know uh, is this is this led me to this next question is what about dreams? Do people with aphantasia not have as vivid or of dreams or do they dream? I, I mean, is, 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 is vivid dreaming uh, or, or even creative dreaming linked to that somehow? Well, I know that um, they can dream because uh, my wife has dreams, but they're not as vivid maybe as okay. mine. And mine are vivid. Yeah. Um, I'll have dreams that I wake up from. I'm like, am I really here? What, yeah, <laughs> what, had those. what's going on? Not as often. And, and you know, it wasn't until we, we kind of made this discovery that this thing, you know, exists, uh, that we kind of put together, like, you know, you rarely tell me about any dreams you have, you know? Uh, so maybe it's all tied together in some ways. I wouldn't say it's definitively one way or the other mm-hmm. Yeah, well, for everyone. Not much is black and white. So that makes sense. Right. I've said this before on the show at some point, but I wake up in the morning. I, I, I'm not, I'm just, I can't believe I, my mind came up with that. Yeah, I know. And then, right? and then every night before I go to bed, I literally have this thought, what adventure am I going to have tonight? <laughs> I love that every night. I mean, without fail, I, there's never a night where I don't have an adventure, like a, like a fun dream. Basically it doesn't it. I never have nightmares ever. Even scary dreams are fun for me. So yeah, same way here. Yeah. Obviously, the three of us here have a, a high level of imagination and creativity. Obviously, mind's eye where we are uh, hyper fantastic. I'm going to go with that. To coin a phrase. Yeah. To coin a phrase. There we go. Um, at least fantastic to a hyper. But yeah, after that cool. chocolate and that cider, I'm a little hyper right now, too. Uh, so. Oh, how's the cider, man? Is it good? It was fantastic. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> good job, buddy. <laughs> Santa likes that. Well, I'm curious to know, though, are we of the minority of people? like this. Yeah. What, what, what statistically, what percentage of humanity is yeah. fantastic versus and what was it again? Aphantasia. Aphantasic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they've even, I don't know if they've type. done a study on that or not, but well, I think personality type has a big impact on that. Um, so I, I'm yeah. big into, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, familiar with the Myers Briggs oh, yeah. typology oh, index, yeah. but uh, I think that has a, a huge impact on who is geared more toward being able to express that creative energy or tap into it for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, I I've heard some people that say that active imaginations like that are unhealthy and I completely disagree with yeah, that. I completely disagree. Now, granted, I think people can take that to an unhealthy place, of course, but I disagree with those who say active imaginations are bad for you. I think they're actually tremendously helpful. I think they, can assist in so much and not to mention the creativity that comes from that is amazing. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have found, and this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode is that, you know, what you think, what you think in your heart, where your mind goes, where your mindset goes is like what can manifest. Now, obviously I can't like think a million dollars into existence necessarily magically like that, but you know what I'm talking about? It's the, how it affects your body, how it affects. So like one of the things that I've noticed is that if I'm on a plane, for example, remember I talked about this, I think it was back in June and I made TRBS's travel mix or something like that. 
one, there's some great songs on there that literally the beat and stuff ideally goes with like turbulence. That was Mm. kind of the whole thing. Like it mixes (laughs) with turbulence. It's fun. Wow. But also like, you know, if you're hitting some high, we went through a couple storms this last year and the year before that. And and it was a little bit unsettling, you know? Um, and I love flying too. And also, you know, if you're just, I know you're not a big fan of flying captain, but I've noticed that if I can, take a deep breath, close my eyes and just kind of go into creative mode, go into imagination mode, go into the mind's eye. It's like all of a sudden I'm fine and my body actually feels good. Huh? Interesting. So I know that I don't know why I've never tried that, but (laughs) I I have to fly drugged. Basically I have to have some sort of chemical in my system for me to be okay flying and then I'm fine. Yeah, but try it. See what happens. Let's, let's do a test. You can be the test subject because you're the one who actually doesn't like it more it's, than me. That's so. a paradigm shift for me. So please remind me before I get on the flight and uh, I will, I'll give it a shot. You pick the story that you want to imagine. Don't tell anyone. You don't have to, but just, just pick it and choose it and be like, all right, this is where I'm going on the flight. Okay. But I'm still going to be drugged. <laughs> well, <okay. laughs> Maybe someday you won't need to be. Maybe. I don't know. So I, I, I would say that your hyper fantasia Lee would make you, uh, well, I think I remember you remember you talking about this on the show, actually, when you were talking about how you wrote and how you were playing, what was the original game you played? Was it masters of Orion? I thought it was XCOM. Uh, XCOM. So, XCOM. XCOM. Was yeah. The sorry. Original original. Yeah. So like when you were playing XCOM and like you had stories for all of your team and their characters and everything I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I assume your hyper fantasia is what allows you to write such epic, no pun and actually full pun intended books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think so. And for, and for me, it's such a visual thing. I, I can't not picture something in my head while I'm writing it. And I use what I picture as the basis for what I write. So if yeah. I couldn't do that, you know, um, I'd have I'd have a tricky time. I'd have to relearn how to how to express what I want to. Yeah. Because um, I'm basically describing the movie that I see in my head. Yeah, know? I love it. So yeah, good on you, man. <sighs> yeah. You know what? I think actually the hyper fantasia for me makes me a better podcast host. And when I'm not exercising the creative imagination muscle, the show isn't as good for whatever reason. Like I just don't see and nor can I really like comment on life as well. If that makes sense. Like I experience life and then, you know, you go into creative imagination mode with the experiences of life and then you can create like great commentary around it. I don't know. That's why I've always talked about when I watch a show or watch a movie or read a book or anything like that. If I cannot insert myself into the story, then it's not great to me. I have to somehow yeah. be able to insert myself into the story, see myself as one of the people in the story or one of the characters. I usually I'm not one of the characters. I make my own character. Huh? Even when I dream or read a book, I'm very good at imagining that I'm some sort of ephemeral spirit if you will, I'm just, that's just the best descriptor I can give you. That, that's watching this happen. Almost like, like I said, it, it's like a movie, basically a ghost of Christmas past. A ghost. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the ghost experiencing these things, but not experiencing it. Yeah. So yeah. See, and I'm, I'm like the character that wasn't written. That's me. Okay. So like, you know, in your books, Lee, I, I was, a, I was a character. I was hanging out, you know, interacting <laughs> with all your characters as well. That's just how I related. And I loved it so much because, but see, that's a story that's for me a sign of excellent writing and that you drew me into the story that I can actually become a character that you didn't write. But I was if I can't do I that, then I, I, it's just to me, it's like, eh, that's the thing with like the Mandalorian. I can't see myself in the show. Hmm. I don't know how, where I put myself when I read a story. So that's interesting that I can, I write, I know how, how I do that, but I, I'm going to have to really think about that. And I don't even yeah. know if I'll be able to give you an answer now, No, that's fine. but 
I'll have to think about when I'm reading a story, whether it's first or third person or what, who am I as a, as the reader? I don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's a good question. Now on the other hand, I'll watch a show like superstore or something cheesy, you know, fun and all that. And I don't see myself in that story at all. I don't care. Um, but it's because it's a, it's a comedy and I don't care, you know, like I don't need to insert myself in a story like that. That's for me just to relax and turn my brain off, but good stories. Like, and that was the thing about episode seven, you know, the force awakens. I know you guys didn't like that movie, but I actually was able to insert myself into that movie as a character, even though I still didn't like it as much as the other movies. So Hmm. that's why I think I still enjoyed the movie, but episode eight, I couldn't at all. And again, this, this, it probably sounds a lot more weird than it really is. It's just me relating to a story in such a profound way. Were you one of the gamblers betting on the Chocobo races, Brian? Yeah. Is that one of you? Uh, I was the the head dude. No, that was up. That was episode eight. Oh, I was thinking up. Okay. Right. No, I wasn't. No, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like that whole scene was like, what? Yeah. Like yeah. so much of that movie just didn't need to be. There. <laughs> I didn't understand. What did I do? Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, what if you stuck with the plot, it'd be a 20 minute movie. <laughs> well, we got to go. Uh, isn't that the way most self-help books are too? Like if you just uh, stuck with the point, it'd be five pages. <laughs> did I just say that out loud? Sorry. That wasn't positive. We need to be actually, yes. that was truthful. This is my positive statement then to say that. If you're writing a nice, beautiful, nonfiction, self-help type book, just get to the point and have fun. Don't write 350 pages. There we go. That's positive. I'm saying it with a smile. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. All right. <laughs> well, this was a great question. Great discussion. Thank you. I know we could go on for a lot longer. And, and we maybe, learned we learned something today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think all See? of us did. I love how when people say, so, you know, uh, do you educate in your show? And I always say no, because I'm not a teacher. And yet. I didn't educate us, go. but the show did. You did. There Thank you, go. you. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. Yeah, it was wonderful. No problem, guys. Well, we got to wrap Happy it up. Help. I think it's time to get out of here. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no. We're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny <laughs> K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white <laughs> down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of this side of the nut house. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. I think it would be funny if Christmas were celebrated like Halloween, except that kids would go door to door in the freezing cold dressed like snowmen, wearing camelbacks that they fill with hot cocoa, and they recite Bible verses to whoever opens the door. Of course, they would also need knee pads for when they slip and fall. Bad Kitty, thank you. It was so great having you back, man. So great. It's great to be back. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll have you back on again for an entire episode. Do a little bit more. Uh, maybe you can do that in the nearer future instead of two years from now. What do you Please. think? Sounds good. You know what? We, we plan on seeing uh, Rise of Skywalker, hopefully in the theater. So maybe I'll come back if I get to catch it in time for uh, for you guys to do a, Let's a do talk it. about it. Let's do it, man. Thank you, Captain. Dude, it's so great to have you in studio. Oh. Now, if I can just find my way out of here. I know. Well, it's a uh, it's cavernous, as we've always said. So, hey, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, too, because we won't be back until January 3rd. So enjoy the week, uh, the next two weeks, but enjoy the holidays. And I really hope you have a great time. You know what the music means. I, I think oh, yeah. sometimes oh, we all yeah. do. I really hate it when this music comes on. I don't start it. Somebody else does. It's so deflating. It is. It's like time to go. No, I don't want to leave. 
No, Drag I'm staying us here. out, kicking and screaming. I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to stop talking, even though I should. I got to stop talking. Okay, fine. Realbrianshow.com. Go check it out. And of course, hey, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you as always. But again, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Have a great week. Great two weeks. Real Brian Show. Sign it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.